What's going on, everybody? It's me, Asad Hashmali, back again with another episode of Behind the Grind. And this time, I have someone very special. I've been following on Instagram for quite a while. Uh, back when I was very into CrossFit, I'd uh, look at his content and drop him some random messages. And it's been over, <laughs> I think, a year and a half since I first messaged him. And now he's finally on. Mustafa Jamshed is the guest for today. Mustafa, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Very well. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's and an we honor. finally meet. We yes. finally meet. That's, yes. that's actually yes. what's interesting. It's funny because uh, I've also been following your content uh, for more than a year and uh, I feel like we've been stalking each other secretly. Yes. So it's, uh, it's a good change to finally see you in person, yeah. five feet away. Likewise. With a mic in my face. Yeah. Uh, just how I imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So Mustafa, how about you introduce yourself? What do you do? Who are you? Where are you from? You well, don't, you don't look Pakistani, that's for sure. Sorry? You don't look Pakistani. Man, it's so funny because a lot of people have said that to me. Um, yeah. I get a lot of, I don't know, blend of Turkish and Arabic. Yeah, I was going to say Iranian. So, the, oh, Iranian as well. Yeah. So, um, like, I think over here, if I go to the market, well, it used to happen a lot before, um, where they would expect me to just talk in English. And when I start talking in Urdu, they'd be like, wait, what? You guys see How that? are you talking in Urdu? And I'd be like, wow, okay, so. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, no, I'm Pakistani, born and bred in Karachi. My mom's from, um, um, her, well, her side of the family's from Afghanistan. Okay. So I feel like I got a lot of her, her genes. Say, so, yeah. Um, that explains this ugly mug. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> yes, so I am a fitness coach. Uh, I've been in the fitness industry for about, I would say, more than 10 years. Been coaching for about six, six, mm -hmm. seven years. Um, came into it very randomly, you know, had no like aspirations growing. I could give you like a very inspiring story that when I was eight, I would see this guy and that guy. No, I had no, <laughs> no inclination towards fitness. Uh, happened very randomly. Yeah. Um, and I think the moment I started training myself, it just clicked. It was just yeah. like, oh shit, this is what I want to do. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, almost uh, six, seven years. Started my own little uh, group class training called Impulse, yeah. which started about four years ago mm -hmm. and still going strong. Mm -hmm. um, mashallah, um, even after the whole COVID period. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just uh, happy doing what I look forward to every day, man. I feel like that's that was the one missing link when I was, you know, because I was in the corporate side. I guess we'll talk about that. But um, you were. Yeah, man. I was actually uh, working at Dawn for like four years i was heading the marketing over there yeah ah. so the dawn the tv side not the newspaper okay. right? right so i mean it's all interlinked it yeah. all comes under one umbrella uh, but, but you had that exposure before you yeah man so i'm actually like i'm a, I'm a marketing major right so okay. first thing get your degree come back and then you're like all right you're gonna find a job in your in your field mm -hmm. um you know my dad had his own has his own business um mm -hmm. i had no no reason to join that because I just didn't want to. Mm -hmm. I felt like it would be too easy. Like mm -hmm. my brother was doing it. My sister was doing it. Mm -hmm. And coming from abroad, I wanted to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. So um, actually the funny thing is I actually applied for uh, a job in an advertising firm. Mm -hmm. First, Green Man's Arc. Mm -hmm. It was the digital component of Adcom. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I was there for about six months. Absolutely hated it. But uh -huh. I was like, you know what? I'm grinding. Yeah. I'm earning 10,000 rupees. I'm doing it. You I'm doing it, Dad. Yeah. I'm doing it, Mom. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's what you kind of had to prove initially as well, right? Yeah, man. You kind of had to like to show to your parents, okay, I can take care of myself. Yeah, and, and I don't get the mindset of why people like to be so comfortable. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it, everyone does, but I do know majority of people who yeah. would probably take the, the, the easy way out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my dad didn't agree with it, but I was like, there's something I need to do because yeah. his mindset is, I have family business, my sons will give, I'll give it to my sons and they will give it to their and sons. And they should so continue on. 
Sorry? They should continue on. Yeah, exactly. And I think if I was the only son, I would probably get more pressurized too. But I had an older brother who was kind of like, you know, figuring things out and kind of like heading the operations over there. Mm -hmm. So I used him as a, he was my scapegoat. Okay. Just do it to him, man. You know, (laughs) and I was like, yo, just back me up, back me up. My brother did. So, so yes, I was there for six months and um, then I was like, okay, what's next? So uh, opportunity came at dawn very Mm -hmm. randomly. I had no, like, I'm not a political person. I have no interest in politics. Yes, Mm -hmm. I do follow it. But again, I think that's a very toxic subject. Mm -hmm. Um, So I applied there and uh, got the job, you know, um, kind of like conned them, I guess. I don't know why they would hire me. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think I just, I think I did well because within six months, I was actually in their product development department, which is basically just thinking of new coming shows. up with new shows and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened was when we were coming up with different shows, I would indirectly take over the marketing side of it. Like, how do you promote it, right? So mm-hmm. I think I did decent where uh, the CEO, Shikri Saab, uh, amazing mentor of mine. Um, he saw something and he offered uh, to give me the marketing head position because I think the person who was there just quit mm-hmm. and he wanted someone to hire uh, internally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was there for four years, man. Um, really? Yeah. yeah so this was, was this was way back when. I want to say two thousand from two thousand thirteen fourteen to eighteen. So I was actually even um, juggling my fitness journey. Okay. With that, yeah. Right, but I want to know a little bit about Don. Were you there when Thiele was me? Yes. So when Thiele was just, you know, starting up with yeah. Wally. I don't know if you knew. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was there. I, I saw the rise or actually I just saw the birth. Um, and they had probably come up with three, four videos. Uh-huh. And then that's when I stopped. I still stayed in touch. So, um, yeah, man. So Thiele was there. I feel Wait. like 89 needs to evolve a little bit. Yeah, it's so right? funny because I was also at 89 too. Okay. <laughs> right? So they switched me. So in Dawn, they like to switch people, right? So I yeah. could, went from the TV side to do product development, then did marketing at the TV side. Then I got switched over to 89. Then they came up with an entertaining entertainment channel called yeah. uh, Herald Entertainment. And they yeah, had yeah. that really good movie. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was even helping up with that. But yeah, 89. Actually, man, they're... they're it's tough to be honest like i know the people who still work there their ideas are brilliant and i was part of some of the campaigns yeah um just management for good reasons of their own just would shut them down Mm. they had this in i don't know if it's a secret anymore but i'll just say it like this music festival idea which we were working on it for two years got in contact with some people who manage like artists from abroad Mm -hmm. it was just coming out to such a big amount that the that the company didn't have much you know faith in us mm-hmm. um it's so high yeah. risk basically sorry it's high risk high risk yeah and you know Fair. you know the people at dawn they're very um they're safe mm-hmm. you know they want to be safe about yeah. it but um yeah i mean uh, it is what it is Fair. so while you were at dawn you had impulse going on as well yeah yeah so that happened again very randomly so it was actually very tough because you know your main priority would be dawn mm-hmm. which it was yeah but mentally, I was, you know, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. You know, I would get down with work around 7 and I had my class at 7.30 to 8.30. I only had one class, right? Yeah, so yeah. I only teach one small group of kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, there'd be times where I actually had to skip work or let's say if my boss told me to stay back, mm-hmm. I would come up with an excuse. Uh, I just thought he wouldn't understand if I said, listen, I have to go train. He'd be like, yo, this is your job, right? Yeah. So I would come up with an excuse pretty sure now he's if he's hearing this he'll know um so i was juggling that for about two years yeah it was tough it was tough but again like long hours but i didn't care because when i left my corporate job to go and train people i felt just a surge of energy you know 
so do you I, i'm sorry but like are you one of those people that actually uh feeds off of others energies like do you get a high out of that as well 100%. by interacting yeah 100% completely i think extroverted. Uh, i think initially and it still happens every now and then that if i have a long day like let's say so mondays are like my that my toughest days in terms of training and coaching mm-hmm. and my and i purposely keep my class as like the last slot mm-hmm. because i know if i walk in a room with like 10 15 people who are just pumped to work out mm-hmm. no matter how many hours of sleep i got no matter how many hours i've been working that day i'd be like man let's fucking go yeah like i'm screaming i'm shouting i'm spitting on their faces i have a mask on don't worry <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have but a even mask before on. the co- uh, lockdown i don't think that's cool <laughs> yeah i know i know but you know what it is spit on me Uh, actually you're right the mask really helped because I was spinning I was screaming I was shouting um, yeah. and uh, and I love it man yeah mashallah alhamdulillah I don't want that that feeling to ever go away yeah there've been times where I walk in I'm like man fuck I have to teach now I have yeah. to coach another like group of people and I have no energy I swear to god like 10 minutes in I'm like you know what this is it and yeah. I leave I leave the gym going home and I feel just satisfied that you know what i did something good yeah you know i helped people mentally i helped them physically they probably had a shit day you yeah. know maybe they had a fight with their wives or girlfriends or whatever and they want to come work out you know i gave them that that yeah. that atmosphere you yeah. know that platform and i don't think that will ever change because it's been like years and it hasn't and i hope it doesn't interesting i you know when i started working at cedar i had the same routine as well i'd leave I'd leave the office and I'd go to the Jamaat Khana and train people over uh-huh. there in the classes. Yeah. And oftentimes I'd actually get told it's like dude you're kind of making enough money now why are you still doing it? Yeah. And I was like well because for me it's not just about like putting up a show it's also because that's the impact that's the power exactly. of these classes yeah, is that man. they're actually coming not just to feel uh healthier yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're also kind of like counting on you to yeah. to help them change 100%. Like even when I started off I'd have all my friends um say that oh you're charging them too less. you know or charge them you know what you, you can charge them more and i'm like it's not about the money you know yeah. it wasn't um and uh and i felt like just because i was consistent with it i kind of like started this bond with them yeah. this 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 community aspect which you yeah. were talking about which i feel like now it's you know they're they're part of it which mm-hmm. actually you know like kind of empowers them as well yeah you know so a lot of people don't really see that side you mm-hmm. know not everything's about the money i mean yeah it is but like dude like i i know the kind of charges <laughs> i know the kind of money that people are charging and i'm not charging anywhere close to that mm-hmm. I, i don't care i mean you know if i'm giving them what they want they're training they're happy yeah. you know that's how it is and then inshallah the money will come man that's not my priority right now Fair, fair. So, what was the tipping point for you? Like, I should leave Don altogether and do Impulse full time. Man, very uh, well, a freak accident. Actually, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my friends know this. Um, so, when I was eight, I have, uh, I actually have um, a hairline fracture on my L four, mm-hmm. which is my the lower end of us my of my spine. Um, me and my brother were wrestling, and then you know he uh, accidentally or purposely—I don't know—we went crazy. Uh, he threw me on the marble floor, and I knew something was up because I couldn't—I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk, right? Yeah. And I knew something was up. And you know when you're a kid, you're scared of telling your parents you got hurt because yeah, they'll just yeah. kick your ass. Like you got hurt. Here's more pain for you being a dumbass. <laughs> so I hid that from my parents for years. I hid it. I was in pain throughout, and I didn't. As a child, I didn't understand it. My brother was scared shitless that if I would rat on him, so he made me promise not to say anything. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fine. So like when I went into uh, middle school, we would do our sports days. You know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was uh, trying to be this athlete, and I went for a long jump, and I landed on my back again. Of course. <laughs> 
shit. And then that was worse than the first time. So anyways, long story short, uh, 16, when I was 16, so obviously smart enough, took me about eight years to go see a doctor. Yeah. And he goes like, I confess. I confess. There's something wrong. (laughs) There's something happening here. Um, She's like, let's go (laughs) to the hospital, which should have happened uh, years ago. Uh, So the doctor goes like, listen, you've got a fracture, man. Like you, this is serious. And I'm surprised that, I don't know what happened. He probably used some medical term that I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But from what I remember, he did say that you are so lucky that this hasn't like affected you way, way, way more than it should have. Yeah. So anyways, um, moving on. So as the years progressed, I would always, I would be dealing with this pain. I'd never wanted to like, I don't know. I just, I was lazy probably. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So mid, uh, my mid twenties when I was still juggling Dawn Olympus, again, I randomly woke up and I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I, I was like, fuck, there's something wrong. Fuck, there's something wrong. And I knew what it was. Um, and then I started thinking, I'm like, man, I'm slaving over this corporate job. I'm beating my body and then going to, um, you know, train people hmm. life short. What's my priority? Whatever, what am I, what am I happy about? Hmm. What makes me happy? And it was just that I, 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 it was, it was impulse. It was my coaching. It was fitness. It was training people. Um, so what happened was I took a week off cause I couldn't move. Um, Message my boss. I'm like, I'm coming in tomorrow because I felt a little better. I'm going to talk to you. She knew what was up. She's like, no. I'm like, so let me just come and talk to you. Uh, sat down and I told her everything. And she knew, she was very nice. She knew about, you know, my, my side project. Hmm. Um, and I said, listen, I, I, I feel like it'd be unfair to you. I'm not going to give you my all. I'm not going to focus on this. I'll have my training at the back of my head. I'm not, I'm not passionate about this kind of work anymore the kind of work that I've been doing for you guys for four years. And, you know, you expect and you deserve better. And so yeah. do I, frankly. I'm going to be selfish about it. I, th- yeah. I feel like people should be selfish when it comes to their happiness. Fuck everyone. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah. If it makes you happy, fucking do it, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just uh, I quit right there and then. Um, took about a month or two uh, of rehab. Um, shout out to Dr. Yumna and Dr. Rabia. Amazing doctors. PwC. PwC. <laughs> Actually, Yumna's on part of the But yeah, both of them, yeah. Um, and I'm still with Dr. Rabia. Like, I actually have to go tomorrow for an appointment. But yeah, yeah. so that was a turning point. So kinda, I'm kind of lucky that happened when I started, like, feeling my back again. I, I don't know. I, th- I don't think I would have quit mm-hmm. the way I quit. And has, how soon I quit, that wouldn't have happened. 100%. 100%. Yeah, so I'm glad wow. I did. Wow. Okay, so when you went on that limb and you actually followed your passion and your dreams, well... Because I say in your dreams, did you ever think you'd do this? Like, did you ever think like you would be entrepreneurial and do something on your own for yourself? I mean, Highlight under and underline for yourself. Because that's also like yeah. you're living, right? Yeah. No, no, 100%. Uh, to be honest, no. Um, which is weird because my dad, you know, um, he's he's an entrepreneur. He started his business um well, he's Tanvi Shade. He's uh, the owner of TJ's. So mm-hmm. he started his business about 40 years ago and was the first um, Eastern brand, clothing brand of Pakistan, right? Wow. So, yeah. So he, uh, big shoes to fill. So growing up, um, you know, I would see him, I would see his lifestyle and, you know, his passion and his output. Um, I don't know. I just never thought I had that in me. I don't know if it was a self-confidence thing or... Mm. Or maybe I didn't find what I was really passionate about. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what it was. Like, nothing like would really call my name out. 
yeah. you know for my dad it was like i remember he was 18 and he was in grammar school and he's like i want to do fashion like he told me and i'm like that's crazy because i had i had no reason to like even you know i had nothing that i would even like think twice about that you know this is what i want to do so i thought that i'd be working some job mm-hmm. maybe for my dad maybe i was thinking that i kept my dad as like a safety net i'm mm-hmm. like you know what if everything else fails um i don't even know what i wanted to study when i went to co- college you know i went with the very uh, run of the mill business degree as i kuch na kuch ho jayega yeah um but never man never i it's funny i would never ever think that and i don't think my dad or my parents my mom would ever think that i'd be doing this um out of everything i think this is like the last thing in their head mm. um which is fine because it was lasting in my head <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. if i was prepping them for years and years and years i'd be like hey why are you shocked i've been telling you this for like since i was a kid but even for them they're like wait what i thought you just went to work out and come back and eat food and sleep <laughs> you're making money off this you're training people so, <laughs> sign me up <laughs> yeah yeah i mean oh they 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 wouldn't <laughs> they still think it's a bad idea but yeah <laughs> but so tell me a little bit about the the personal journey throughout this time of post dawn focusing on impulse focusing on coaching like mm. it's a what you're doing is also a bit of a lonely journey yeah man you're your own man you're your own boss yeah. you've only got people you've yeah. got customers yeah. clients yeah. holding you accountable yeah and you got to do it at scale yeah tell me about that like what goes on in your head it's so funny you use that word lonely because i don't think anyone's used that and that's true that's that's very true um man it was challenging i actually had no expectations i had no support yeah my parents didn't like the idea um now they're kind of getting around it mm-hmm. but like when i told them and you know initially when you um do something that scares you you have your su- the support of your family right that's your bedrock that's your your foundation so my siblings i'm the youngest of five so my siblings you know they were happy for me you know they're like yo you're doing what you want you know we'll help you out whatever but knowing that my parents weren't really like you know 100% behind the idea for good reasons obviously i mean my dad was like you know how stable it is you know for yeah. for their generation and no offense to whoever is a trainer but their definition of a trainer is like oh yaar wo basement wale gym mein trainer hote hain banyan chaddi pehn ke pata nahi mahine ke 2000 kamate hain just training people you know yeah yeah bodybuilder I mean, types yeah like i mean technically it's i mean i guess things haven't changed that much but they have at the end of the day yes that's what it is i mean yeah. i guess in their head um so um that took a lot of like out of me man mentally just mm. that journey um you know i mean i did have people that i could talk to yeah. um people who've been in this industry for some time mm-hmm. um you know i feed off their energy you know you know whatever knowledge that they could give me i would just soak it in mm-hmm. um but honestly like it was really tough like now that i think about it it was really tough i mean i had no expectations mm-hmm. um there were times where i would get probably literally i've done 2 3 months of having just 2 3 clients in my class right and yeah, that's uh, scary that's scary man that is so scary and now that thing what am i actually getting to i'm getting goosebumps yeah. because i actually thought about quitting that at that point when i said okay having a f- one bad month another bad month coming up that's fine but that was consistent with this one guy would be coming and shout out to that guy i mean he's in the he's in america right now but he would come but i'd kind of feel embarrassed i'm like man like i quit my job like don't my family i want to do this and i'm is this what i want to do like i would train him and it was it was it was really bad then um 
what happened was uh like i said i had people to talk to so uh Jeanette and fuzzy from studio x mm-hmm. randomly messaged me you know they're like yo listen uh come in for a meeting and i said okay and they're like you know we've been following what you're doing and they knew me they knew that i had basic knowledge and i guess they liked me they're like why don't you um with our support do a class here mm-hmm. i'm like fine you know what i've nothing going for me yeah um and uh, we had some productive meetings and i'm like let's do it mm-hmm. so uh we laid out a plan marketing wise promotion wise um timings days um the kind of um uh packages we would give to their existing members and if new members wanted to come in mm-hmm. so um uh yeah man put a lot of work into that and that first camp blew off like it was literally like mashallah like they can fit 20 people and i had 25 shrugging shoulders with each other damn like i was i did not expect that hmm. like obviously people would be like oh we're signing up we're signing up i'm like man they're just saying it like that they don't want to yeah, sign yeah, up they're yeah. just trying to make me happy but that first day i was overwhelmed i'm like what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck is going on over here <laughs> like yeah. i saw some uh, old people I haven't seen in a long time i saw fresh faces and i'm like i'm going to bomb this fucking thing cuz studiox is a brand. Yeah, yeah. You know, all your your high-end customers go there, you know, Fuzzy, you know, kills her spin classes and Jeanette's a legend. She's a yeah, she's the yeah. boss. I feel like it's a great launch pad also because I remember yes. BT started off from there. Exactly, as well. man. Yeah, so. And it was so funny cuz BT started uh, his spinning journey <laughs> from there. It's crazy. Um yeah, so man, since then it's just been consistent and I was with them for like a year and um you know, then i moved on but honestly man i can't thank them enough and I, they they know that um mm-hmm. i'm in touch with jay i'm mm-hmm. in touch with fazi fazi is a really good friend of mine mm-hmm. um and i can't thank them enough and a lot of other people that i'm forgetting and i probably will mention them but i swear to god if it wasn't for that i, I was going to quit i was like i can't do this i, I just can't like I, yes i want to do this but i can't just keep doing keep training one person at a time i need yeah. to make this a thing and they came along and honestly man like i've been lucky been very blessed mashallah hmm. and i think that's part of like i think and i'm glad i went through that dark period because mm-hmm. it makes me appreciate what i have now so yeah. much more because i know that i've seen the worst of it and i don't want to go back so i'm going to yeah. grab onto what i have and i'm just going to make sure that it just becomes stronger yeah because i don't want to go back to how i felt back then man i don't want to do that ever again so i'm going to ask you a bit of a, a, a This is now I I'm remembering the conversation I had with Bilal back when he came on. Yeah. And he mentioned something very similar like this where he's like it's not only the fear of failure that pumps me up but it's also the fear of success. Yes. What's your take on that? I couldn't agree with that more, man. I couldn't agree with that more. Um and I kind of went through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind of went through that uh myself. Um But I feel like again, I think that's a very necessary step. You keep hearing these things, and I, and I know it's a cliched statement, but you know how these successful entrepreneurs in you know the world, yeah. your Zuckerberg's, your Jeff Bezos, they all say you have to taste failure, mm. and you actually do. Mm. And that fear of failure will drive you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very um, gritty way of seeing things, mm-hmm. you know. But it's made me so much more focused. Yeah. It's like literally having tunnel vision. You know, those yeah. horse blinders on. You're just looking ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So I've applied that to my training, my yeah. own training. I've applied that to my coaching, my work, and it only becomes better when I have that mindset. It mm-hmm. is what it is, man. Yeah. And, and and I think you can only make that a sustainable, long-term thing if it's something you truly believe in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've probably done that in phases when I was in the corporate side of the uh, of the world. 
Um, but I would phase in and out. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm focused, but then I'm like, man, I'm done. Here, yeah. it's 24/7, dial in. Like, yeah. and I and I wouldn't have it any other way because I live, breathe this shit. It is what it is, man. Mm. Like right before this podcast, I was at a client's house, went home, changed, came here. And I have another client after this. I remember I was even talking to you. I was like, you know, we need to get the timings right. Yeah. I got my coaching. I got my coaching. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm more than happy to do that, man. Like, it, literally, I'm smiling when I'm talking <laughs> about this. So, Alhamdulillah, mashallah, God's been kind. People have been kind. And um, I'm just very grateful to be great, in this position. Great. So, tell me about the routine. What goes on in, the li- in your life? Because, again, it's a day not in the life. <laughs> a day in the life. <laughs> it's not about like just going to the basement of. Uh, uh, what was it, Fitness Edge and like all these Yeah, yeah all those, <laughs> oh God. I've actually been there, by the way. Uh, oh, geez, oh, geez. Yeah. Um, man, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's boring because it's, it doesn't change that much. But it's not just about, and that, well, that's, uh, there's, a, there's a metaphor about like routine and, and some, or something uh, like that. I don't um, know. Routine, yeah, about how it, 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 it's like the death of something or I don't know what, yeah. something like that. But I, routine just, kills you or I don't know. I like to think it's mastery, if anything, but like, uh, but can, it's not just about like showing up on the day of and doing those classes mm. because there's an element of personal uh, coaching as well. Yeah. I want to know about like what actually goes on behind the scenes for you too. You train yourself, yes. Yes. You eat right, yes. Yeah. What are you doing other than that to prep for showtime? Um, man, firstly, I think it's establishing a close relationship with your clients. That's something that, that has to happen. That mm. has to be there, right? Um, so if I'm prepping, if I'm taking on, cause I am, do, I do personal training as well. Right. But I don't take too many people. And a lot of people have said that, oh, why aren't you taking more people? It's, I believe in quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. So designing programs for my clients, building a healthy relationship with them where they can trust me. Um, you know, uh, coming up with, uh, sustainable goals for them, habits that they can, you know, incorporate in their life takes a lot of time, right? A lot of time. So if I'm not coaching, if I'm not training people, I'm either programming or I'm just trying to make their experience better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be if they want to vent to me and we're talking on WhatsApp or on call, um, exchanging ideas, programs. They could even just mess. I've had clients message me and I'm glad that they can. Um, again, it's about creating that personal uh, relationship where they go like at 11 p.m. They send me a picture of their fridge saying, what can I have? And I'm like, that's cool, man, that you, you think that it's okay to message me at 11 p.m. <laughs> asking me what you want from your fridge. Uh, you know, I might not respond because I'm, 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 I'm sleeping, but, you know, I like that. So, um, you know, and, and, and the reason why I don't take too many people in because I spend a lot of time outside the realm of training them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's only one hour, right? So I actually posted about this a few days ago from this uh, uh, this uh, fitness uh, program mm-hmm. module, I would say OPEX, right? Yeah. And it's so funny, I'm not saying that they're copying me, but I said the exact same thing, what they had mentioned, and they say, you're training one hour a day, how are you spending the rest of the 23 hours? That's mm-hmm. what counts the most. So trying to kind of like guide them on how to make those 23 hours the best or the most productive and that would make them, I don't know, get closer to their goals is Mm -hmm. what I try to work behind the scenes where people don't see, where people think I'm just training, uploading videos, and then training again, Mm -hmm. right? So that kind of stuff is very hard to explain, but it is, in a nutshell, what it is where you are thinking about your clients, Mm. you know? Um, Again, like I said, it's quality over quantity. I would not, I've been through, initially when I started off, 
um, after the whole Studio X thing, then I started taking a lot more clients. I would have like 10, 15 clients. I'd be burnt out. I won't be giving them the quality that they deserve, mm -hmm. right? And I just came to realize that, you know what? Rather than taking on half the world um, and just coaching, why don't I take five, six people and make them the best version of themselves and then guiding them through it? Because it does take a lot of time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so that's what my main focus is, habits, mm. right? Because I feel like if you're a trainer, your work doesn't end after the workout ends, your work is still there. Yeah. You need to you need to guide them. It's mm -hmm. it's 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 very easy to, okay. I can if I'm training you, mm -hmm. I'll write the workout on a board. It's a board yeah. right here. I'm like I said, you're doing five rounds of this, four rounds of this, three rounds of that. Yeah. Right. I've explained you the movement. You're doing it. I can easily sit down and just look at you. Yeah. But am I paying attention? Am I understanding your body mechanics? Mm -hmm. Am I um, looking at your workout and thinking is this going to make you reach your goals is mm -hmm. this individualized is this going to help you is it going to stress you out no right mm -hmm. so i want to make this experience the best experience of your life when it comes to training and even when we're done when we leave then i'm actually then creating those habits for you so behind the scenes that's what i usually focus on mm -hmm. which takes up a lot of my time mm -hmm. mentally and physically man right. yeah and that's, I think that's what something that, uh, that's especially what clients need to hear as well. Yeah, I think because it's not about like Kiran came on, Kiran yeah, Zaga yeah, yeah, came yeah. on, and she's like, you know, it's about like awareness and um, knowledge for them. Yeah, about why they're getting into the journey as well. Yeah. But they also have to understand is that when you subscribe to the journey, yeah, uh, there's a lot more that goes into it. Hundred percent. And that's what they're kind of sorry to be candid about, but that's also what they're paying for. Yeah. If they just want to go for that, for, for all their friends going to one class or yeah. something, they're kind of like missing out. Yeah. You have to really understand what the quality is that yeah. you're gauging. No, no, 100%, man. Which is why, like, which is why when a person's, I can take 10 more clients in, writing their workouts, it takes me two minutes, right? If I really want to, if I don't give a shit about them, I'd be like, ah, here's a workout for you, man. Mm -hmm. Go for and it. And repeat. <laughs> and repeat, yeah. They won't yeah. even know the difference, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, they're paying me and I'm have li living a comfortable life. But again, I can't do that. <laughs> I yeah, just can't. Yeah. I, I've been on that side of the things. Obviously, I've, I've had coaches. Yeah. Right? I have a coach. But I know the difference between a good coach and a great coach. Yeah. You know, a great coach goes the extra mile. A good coach will be like, yeah, he'll make you go through a good workout, but that's it. You know, mm. he'll be like, I'm done. When I was done, I'm going to go home and do my thing. Yeah. But a great coach, he's going to be there for you throughout. Not yeah. just like when it comes to making healthy food choices. It could yeah. be anything. Stress management. Yeah. That's an underlying issue a lot of people don't really understand. Stress is the number one factor, in my opinion, that has that drives all these health problems. Yeah. Mentally, physically. And if you're not even there for your clients when it comes to that kind of thing, mm -hmm. you kind of need to reevaluate. I mean, I'm not saying that's what you should do. In my opinion, you should. But hey, if your client's happy with the way you are, then go for it, man. Don't listen to me. But I know and I like to think that my clients are happy and I feel like the reason or half the reason why they're happy is because I go the extra mile. Yeah. And a lot of other coaches do. Um, Kiran being one of them, 100%. Yeah. Bilal, all these people. So and I think the people who go there, they know the difference. That, yeah. hey, this is not just a coach. This is someone who's going to be there for me, especially mm -hmm. when I need him or her. Yeah. Right? So, um, so yeah, that's the kind of change that I hope other people kind of incorporate. Mm -hmm. So, I, I'm sorry, I'm... I have a very blunt question to ask oh, no. and I understand that this is also a, a business at the end of the day. Yeah. But like, do you ever feel that uh, more and more people are getting into this space and they're kind of like as coaches yeah. and it's kind of like making things worse for you in some way? 
where do you think they'll steal my clients yeah or that you know your own market share for mm-hmm. the lack of a better word is actually like reducing man honestly um if you believe in your product right um i don't think newcomers would affect it right i actually i actually would encourage them to if you're passionate about it you have the knowledge get into it mm-hmm. fitness needs to grow mm-hmm. it does right yeah. because what is fitness fitness is linked to your health yeah man it is living a healthier life mm. not just the aesthetic part of it yeah. that comes later that comes probably with the process but you need okay i've said this to a lot of people i don't want to be a 70 year old man in a wheelchair and someone pushing me around i'm sorry i'm a, I, and i have my respect to everyone who have parents my dad also is diabetic and he can't walk properly and grandparents who go through that kind of problem i don't want that to, for myself and i don't want that for people mm. i don't um so i i applaud the the growth of the industry i encourage the people who want to join just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons mm-hmm. and not just to get like not just to make a quick buck mm-hmm. you know or not to think that oh this is the latest thing fitness is trending so yeah. don't get into this if you feel like this is a trend mm-hmm. you know that's disrespectful to people like me and other people who've been there longer than i have who've been mm-hmm. there for decades who actually believe in this product yeah, right yeah. um and as for them uh you know potentially taking my my market share or whatever i'm not concerned about that mm-hmm. i have my i have my peeps mm-hmm. my community um it'd be really funny if they start leaving me after this <laughs> uh, <laughs> like oh, fuck you guys uh, i found another one um but i like to believe like they're happy with me and yeah. uh, if you put in the work uh, other people are listening to this if you put in the work then you shouldn't be worried about other uh, individuals joining the industry i don't think so, so what do you think is something what do you think is that uh, little golden nugget that these newcomers need to know or that you would like to like impart to them while they're starting off while they're entering the the yeah. the, the, the the fitness industry um man know your why Simon's neck <laughs> what <laughs> no I, that's cool man i like it There i like go. it props to you man i <laughs> thought you. i was the only one thank you shit damn it. <laughs> I, <hope> I, <laughs> i was going to be like, that's an original um but it is what it is man um i would say that if you're getting into this know why you're getting into this yeah. you know and let's say you have a solid base and you're ticking off all the boxes right my next piece of advice would be um establishing your own um kind of like foot into this in this industry like you need to be you don't need to be original but at the same time you need to be a lot more considerate and caring for your clients you know you look at like your clients as part of your family in a way man because i spend more time with my clients than with my family it's sad yeah. but it's your work it's your but it's my work yeah 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 and you, you have to you have to give it that uh, ownership yeah i mean i think that's the case with a lot of people i'm sure you also you're spending most of your time here yeah. at your workplace right yeah, yeah, um and uh so so basically over the years the clients become family and you need to care for them so that kind of like uh mindset needs to come into play also being considerate being caring mm-hmm. um and also never to be afraid of not knowing anything mm-hmm. don't be a know it all Yeah. Don't think you know everything. You're going to fuck up your client then. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why because a lot of people that I know, I've seen. If I have a client come up to me and say that, "Oh, listen, I have this um um I have this pain in my arm," mm-hmm. right? And I look at it as a coach and I'll try to assess it. But let's say something serious. I'm not going to be a know-it-all, be like, "Oh no, he or she injured herself. I need to take care of it." No, be like, "Hey, listen, you I think help. it's serious. You need help. I'm going to direct you to someone else." Mm-hmm. Right? A physician, a, a, an expert, you know? Mm-hmm. um so a jack of all trades 
you don't need to be that yeah. you know and always put your hand up and say i don't know this let's say if a client goes like hey so i've heard about you know uh this kind of uh, training you know let's say uh german volume training you know if you don't know it be like hey i don't know it um but give me some time i'm going to research that's what you want to do we can sit down and talk about why you want to do this and come up with a concrete plan yeah i do this all the time because my clients you know bless their hearts they're very um they're very invested so mm-hmm. they're always we obviously we googling the next the next best thing to fitness and i'm like man i oh, shit i don't know that what is this what's that machine what the fuck is that like some kind of bodysuit with like i don't know some kind of like electric magnet fucking things on their arms and i'm like dude that looks freaky but i'd be like i don't know you want you you want to discuss that let's just discuss that okay. um and and i feel like if you think you know everything then you failed like yeah. i love the fact that i don't even know 2% of fitness even today i was at bt's box and i was doing olympic lifts and mass over there mm-hmm. she's like oh so you should be doing this and you should be doing that dude i literally put my phone down i was just listening to her and i'm like yeah tell me more i'm going to soak everything you want to mm. throw at me yeah. because that's going to make me better yeah. if someone's giving you advice you know you need to stop thinking that shit man am i not good enough Do I not know everything? No, be like, "Hey, I know some things, but this guy is telling me or is sharing his knowledge or her knowledge that's just going to help me grow." Yeah. Right? So a lot of people have this ego problem. Yeah, and that's I think everyone needs to enter whatever they're doing with some humility. 100%. Yeah. 100%, man. And that also goes for clients, by the way. Yeah. If you think you know everything, why the hell are you hiring me? Yeah. You know? Um and uh, that goes with just not just their mental state, but also when they're lifting, you know that ego lifting. Oh man, you don't need to get that shit out of you. You got to leave your ego at the door, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise I mean, it humbles you, man. Yeah. It humbles you. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So a little bit more about this space what do you feel is missing you've been in it for like 10 years now i'm sure you i've seen that lululemon mirror fucking shit and then the peloton and yeah, crossfade yeah, yeah, yeah. and like uh opex and all sorts of different yeah, programs yeah, yeah. as well um and mind you i'm not trying to limit this to programs or like uh, pro- mm. uh programs i mean uh it could be like apparel food and bev anything what do you feel is missing in this overall health and wellness space well when you say that you mean in in our country in our or country. just generally in our country man see that fitness is a very broad industry now like you said you've got your apparel you've got nutrition you've got your equipment um that though obviously will change every time let's say you got the best equipment but the next 10 years something be- something else is going to come around right So leaving that apart, I feel like what needs to change mm-hmm. are certain habits of how people can improve their lives and how we should incorporate them and how one should guide people. That's all. I keep repeating that and I feel like it's people over here so misguided. Mm. I think information, education is what what's lacking. Um, you know, there's locally I don't think there's any way one can obtain an education on health and fitness. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. You probably know this more than I do. Certifications is all I've certifications, heard of. but like, is there a center where I can be like with it? No, right. So, and that I think in terms of educating people is what's lacking. Mm-hmm. The lack of infrastructure on where people can go and get educated. Forget the certifications, man. I'll tell you one thing. I will take a person who has zero certifications but knows how to apply it, than a person who has twenty but doesn't know shit. Mm-hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. I see a lot of people on their Instagram profiles, they'd be like, I've got this certification, this certification. They've got more fucking certifications than I have fingers. <laughs> but when I look at their goddamn training, I swear to God, I'm cringing. I'm literally cringing. It pisses me off. You know, certifications don't mean shit unless you can't apply them. But at the same time, you do need a basic education as well, which people can't get here. Yeah. You know, so by the way, some of these certifications are very expensive. So let's say someone who comes from a very like, you know, moderate middle class family, he can't spend that much money. It's his own money. His family doesn't support him. He's, they'll be like, no, listen, you need to do this. Do this on your own. You can't pay for that. Like mm-hmm. three, four hundred dollar certifications or those renewals or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I firmly believe in online certification. You can't compare an online certification to, let's say, an actual, let's say, education or an actual course where you're, you know, when you're going there in person and you have someone there who's teaching you the basics, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I just, for me personally, I grasp knowledge a lot better compared mm-hmm. over there. So a lack of information and uh, education is probably the number one thing. Because once you have that, once you're solid there, everything else follows, yeah. you know, um, and then you can build on that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. Education doesn't stop. There's yeah. level one, level two, level three, whatever. If, you're think, if you think that all the education you can get, there's always going to be something else there mm-hmm. that's just going to educate you and make you better. Um, but yeah, so I feel like that's probably like the, the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, and I think that's why a lot of people are misguided. People are misguided because they don't, they haven't been told the right things. Mm-hmm. And if your experts, your coaches aren't telling you the right things, then that means they haven't been taught the right things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, a, it's like a, a, a vicious a, cycle. Yeah, man. It's yeah. a vicious cycle. Um, but again, it's getting better though. I feel like it's getting better. The last, yeah. in the last 10 years on its own, I think it's gone on a lot better. And there are a lot of people I know that are upcoming and they're doing a lot of good work. Kudos to you, by the way. I do want to say this because yeah. I've been following you for a while and never have I ever gotten this hint from your posting, your stories, your presence online. Uh, I've never gotten this impression that you're shitting the process in any way. You're mm. trying to uh, bluff the game. Yeah. Anyways, in Pakistan, I feel like we never talk about it in context to what we to the place we are in. Yeah. Um, so that knowledge does matter a lot. Yeah. Man. And you always, I've noticed you approach it in a very empathetic light. Like even when you were giving me advice over DMs and stuff, yeah, you yeah. sent me a video of Marcus Philly yeah. on how to do ring muscle ups and uh, oh, yeah, that. bar muscle ups. That. That's how yes, I started off. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, this is way before lockdown. Also. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember. I was that. like, yeah, fuck. Okay. Firstly, this guy instead of sending me a message, he's sending me a voice note and actually trying to get me to understand what are the steps in the yeah. process required to do this better? Yeah. Um, complete empathy. Thank you, man. Um, I respect that. Man. Thanks. Kudos to you. Thanks. I mean, I, and, I, and I'm being 100% legit. That's not something yeah. that I'd be like, oh, so this is something that Asad can probably screenshot and share with his friends, right? So, mm-hmm. um, because I still get, like, I, I, I get very happy if someone messages me, someone who I don't know or someone who I know and ask me for help. I'm like, man, I'm in a position, I put myself in a position where I can help people. Yeah. Man, like I'm making a difference in, in other people's lives. And that's yeah. like such a driving force for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna like con them. And I'm not gonna, if someone's asking for advice and I feel like I can give them, I'm gonna go all the way. Like, mm-hmm. just like with you, I still remember that. I still remember I send you Marcus Philly's uh, videos on how to do those muscle ups. And I'm like, man, he's asking me something. He needs, he, he has a right to get the right information. Why would I wanna like, you know, um, uh, throw him a curveball? You could have also said, well, buddy, sorry, with all due respect, I get paid for this. <laughs> you could have, no, no, honestly speaking, because Damn I- Damn it, there goes my check. You could have, and no, and okay, you could have said- to get that check? <laughs> no, no, uh, shit. But you could have also said, okay, well, you know what? 
here's some links on YouTube or some names. Just Google them. You'll figure it out. Yeah. But you I actually th- took that step forward and you're like, here's the video. Yeah. But keep in mind that you have to do progression exercises yeah, to get there. Yeah, like I you, that. you yeah. highlighted that. Um, it's just that again, like I'm, I'm just very passionate about this. You know, I love um, it, man. And this is this is what I want to do. Yeah, we're well, not shy now. I hope you. I hope I'm, it I'm blushing. Start, man. <laughs> <laughs> From white to pink, all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, but but tell me a little bit. I want to talk about. Um, so I. I do you have to bounce for a client? Uh, so no, we have like 10, 15 minutes, if that's all right. okay. All right, okay. I two last questions. Yeah. Um, so just to keep this short, you've spoken a lot about habits. Hmm. Um, you've spoken a lot about um, throughout this whole conversation, you've really put yourself in the client's shoes and the, in the customer's shoes. Um, you've understood their problems. Social media is a big one. Yeah. Stimulus is everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do you... How would you uh, encourage people to curtail their consumption of certain content or like at least not fall into this cycle, this vicious cycle of like, I don't look like Mustafa, Mustafa's fucking chiseled. I don't have acai bowls all day. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just using it as an example, but yeah, there's man, a lot yeah. of stimulus out there. Body positivity. Oh, uh, that's a big, that's a big one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, man, because uh, it's so accessible. Yeah. You know, um, I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, lack of information is as bad as too much information, yeah. you know, um, and I've been through that when I was starting off, I would look at everyone else's profiles and people that follow and I'd be like, I want to look like that. And I'd start feeling bad about myself, which is why that's why I keep informing people. I keep trying to educate them that, listen, forget about looking a certain way. You will never look like someone. Yeah exact copy there's no way genetically Hmm. there's no way right why would you want to do that to yourself will that actually make you happy let's say if it does right that's sustainable is that something that you can you know do that for years to come because i know how tough it is to kind of like look a certain way right the first thing where i tell people is and i try to emphasize is about feeling happy what makes you feel happy mm-hmm. so when someone goes to me what are you eating i actually ask them like why do you want to know what i'm eating we want to look like you like don't i was like you don't want to look like me um not that i'm saying that i look bad or like look good but you need to look the way you look that will make you feel happy that will when you wake up in the morning, when you look yourself in the mirror, you're like, fuck, man, I, I'm happy where I am. Yeah. Whether that's you being, you having an eight pack or nothing, man, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and, and it, it sucks because, again, like you said, social media, right? It can, mm-hmm. it can really haunt you. Yeah. And it does. So I just try to tell people the same thing. It's about feeling. It's about how you feel. It's not how, about how you look. And it's, it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But that's what also I want a lot of other coaches to kind of like, emphasize on it's um it's because we keep talking about how movement is medicine yeah but where does it say that you need to look good while doing it you don't need to look good if you're you're, you can be a healthy person by not having the aesthetics Mm -hmm. right i feel like aesthetics and again uh, you grow up listening to looking at all these movies and these magazine covers and have they have these chiseled men and these fucking you know women and these models on the covers and you're like man i won't look like that that's not gonna happen you're not gonna look like that mm-hmm. that's not first thing is you look ha- you want to feel happy you want to you want to adopt a healthier lifestyle and everything else everything else kind of like follows through mm-hmm. so even if you want to look a certain way that'll happen mm-hmm. but first create a healthy relationship with your food mm-hmm. with training with yourself 
um, you know, with your life, mm-hmm. if that's done consistently, then the aesthetics come in. Mm-hmm. They will, you know. Um, that's why I say sustainability is probably the most underrated word and undervalued word in, mm-hmm. especially in our world. Yeah. Right in the fitness space of things, um, which again I keep trying to tell people because yeah. I was I went through that and that was that was not good. That wasn't good at all. Sustainability also isn't the same as consistency. I think that's. Mm. Do you, do you agree with that or is that? It can it can be, but yeah, I see what you mean. Like um, if it's not, if you feel like shit in the process of you trying to look good and you're doing it every day, it's consistent, but, but it's, it's probably not sustainable. Hundred percent. But again, it depends on what what your uh, definition of consistency and sustainability is, right? But mm-hmm. like you said, yeah, if you're killing yourself every yeah. day, day in, day out, and you don't feel good, you're not going to be sustainable. So you got to yeah. find that right balance. Yeah. I mean, I've been through that. Even right now, like I, leading up to the games, I was training with Bilal. Yeah. And I went through two, three tough cycles, two, three tough uh, training blocks where, you know, I'd put in the work, but I would feel like shit, uh, you know? But then again, I'm like, okay, we have a purpose. It's a long term, a short term purpose, and we need to complete that. And I did, and I felt relieved, and now I feel like a weight off my shoulder, and now I'm doing something that I know is gonna make me mm-hmm. not only feel good, but it's actually gonna make me look forward to my training and be more sustainable, yeah. right? injury yeah. free, uh, stress free. Um, so that's that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it trying to kill yourself to look a certain way mm-hmm. when you're not feeling good. Yeah, you know, I've been through that. Uh, went through that during lockdown where I lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. uh, unintentionally and then I started getting a lot of like it's so funny you do good work but the second you start looking a certain way people give you attention they don't give a shit about what you were doing the lifts you were doing the knowledge you've been dropping but if you start looking a certain way you can say anything and they'll believe you if I have a six pack and I say fucking eat chocolate to get six pack people will start eating chocolate yes but if I'm a overweight person I'm like hey um, have some carrots or have some vegetables they're like uh, but you don't look that way. Why would we want to listen to you? Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, what the hell? So when I started losing all that weight, I got so much attention. And I'm like, man, if only you knew, I feel like shit. <laughs> People would be like, hey, we don't look like you. It's like, you want to feel like shit? Here. Here's the number one formula. Here's the recipe. You yeah. don't feel like shit, though. They don't understand that, man. They yeah. think that it's all like, you know, it's all fun and games. And it's not. And I'm yeah. so happy I got out of that. I yeah. got out of that, mind, my, that mindset. And I'm so much happier with the way I'm looking now. I may not be as aesthetic, but who cares, man? Like, mm. that's a personal goal. You achieve it, then you move on. And you move on to something that makes you happy. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. Sorry, it's that. No, no. I pisses me off. I think I remember that time as well, where you went off Instagram for a while. You said you needed a mental break. Oh, dude. Yeah. From all I, of it. I needed that. Um, yeah. I was like, that was just something that I just I needed a break. People need to realize also that your food has a very big impact on your mental well-being as well. Hundred percent. Um, and if you deplete it, if you fuck with it like drastically it's gonna kill you it's also you're not gonna have a good relationship Mm -hmm. with food it's gonna it's going to really affect a lot of other aspects in your life yeah um and i i don't know why people would you know but you know kudos to the people who are fighting some sort of let's say when going through mental health problems and all Mm -hmm. um but again, that's something like as fitness people, our jobs don't end at just the gym. We need to guide them better. Yeah. You know, and having a better relationship with food 
um, is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny because even today I just uploaded a series of stories about nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. Saw, yeah. yeah. And I never spoke about like, I just spoke about how you should be looking at food and seeing what makes you feel healthy. Mm-hmm. Not look healthy, feel healthy first, yeah. you know? I'm a big believer of that. I mean, I've seen it with my dad and my grandparents and my sister. Like, disease, chronic diseases are a real thing. Mm. And food drives it, and mm. food can also be the cure. Mm. What path do you want to take? Yeah. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what I want people to like really focus on, mm. you know, really pay attention and your body's always giving you signs. Mm. I refuse to believe that you think that you can't feel what your body's feeling. Mm-hmm. You choose to ignore it or you choose to listen to it. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. But my role is to make you or help you make better choices, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, even when I got off social media for two weeks, I wish it was more, but I had to come back. Um, it was it was a sign. Hmm. Mentally, I wasn't in a good place, and I knew what I had to cut off. I had to cut off, um, you know, um, not just social media, but just cut off from everyone. Hmm. I needed that space. Um, and the only reason why I posted that is because people were constantly messaging me, thinking that I was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I posted that, hey, listen, I'll be back. I just need that space. And even now, I get overwhelmed, man. I sometimes, bet. Man, I bet. Sometimes. It's just... I'm not seeing this in a, in a, in a, in a very cool way that, hey, I, I, my, my Instagram gets blown up. Hmm. But it gets taxing. Yeah. It gets fucking taxing. You know, it's the cost of it all. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I try to... My, my whole thing for, for Instagram is like I'm, I'm uploading stories, I'm uploading workouts, I'm uploading whatever videos to educate people, but it comes with a cost. Yeah, yeah. It always does. And, and there are times where I just look at my phone and just want to throw it away. Even right now, like all this shit mm. it's giving me low-key anxiety like you know messages and like grateful but at the end of the day i'm like fuck man like mm. that's but again it's you know choosing your battles and then yeah. you know, trying to address them the right way yeah yeah so as a yeah. final question i'm sorry i know you're in a rush but as a last question um if you could go back in time and you could meet your younger self what would you say to him Ooh, that's a good question i believe you even sent that question to me Yes, that's it. That's the one question I will definitely stick to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just say, uh, don't freak out. Um, I would say, stay in your lane the way you've been staying, um, and things, good things will come to you. That's what I'll say. I, I don't think I did anything that I'm not proud of. I felt like whatever I did, it led me to where I am. Hmm whether it be the injuries or, you know, the, the bullying that I went through, I think just made me a stronger person and actually um, made me more caring for others. So I wouldn't actually change a lot of things, but I would say if you're ever in doubt, just relax and know that everything will be okay. Because I wish someone had told me that, but that's what I would say. You know, I'd go to my room filled with posters lord of the rings matrix fucking harry potter still love them though and they'd be like hey stop staring at those pictures all the time because i would do that a lot yeah. and uh, you'll be fine man you'll be fine sweet yeah awesome man good answer 
thanks Good answer. thanks dude yeah. thanks so much for coming on no man thanks this for is having great. me i uh, hope uh i hope you also feel good like after this conversation dude like, i feel like i vented i feel like you're my therapist yeah i think we should do this once a week i won't pay you <laughs> but i feel like no, my no. my company would be enough <laughs> yeah no man I, it was it was great meeting you finally yes uh, uh, same thanks same. for taking out the time um sure. that was mustafa jamshed uh, if anyone would like to get in touch with him This guy's more famous than I am, but <laughs> he has I'll add in all his links, all his descriptions as well. Yes. Um and uh, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this one. I've back in the day when I interviewed BT, I actually let out I released a monologue just me I wanted to have you on as another guest and have this whole series around fitness. Oh really? I just again, because I was lazy, I didn't do it, but finally got you on. It was great talking to you. Pleasure. Thank to you the so next much. one everybody. Peace out. Bye-bye.